0: Well, good morning. Tote mai, Merry Christmas! I think it's time. It's December now. We can say Merry Christmas, right? Great. We're all in final agreement that it's Christmas time because it is that time of year again, isn't it? It's a little bit relentless. Christmas happens every single year, but I think it's now acceptable that we can talk about it. Maybe you've got your tree up already. Ours is half up. Hung the mistletoe. The grocery list has begun to be planned. For many, this is a very joyous time of the year. The festivities, the parties, the end of year dues so many things that you desperately wanted for Christmas that you get. So many things that you didn't know you wanted, but you got. And far too many things that you didn't want at all that you still got anyway. It's a great time of the year because of the carols that we get to sing. So for many, it's a very joyous time. For others, it's a really busy time, running from one function to another, to a school production to another end-of-year thing. It's a bit stressful because the family's coming to visit. You're traveling on holiday, and so you've got to make sure you've got all the things planned out, the tent's got all the right pegs still involved, and you've got to make sure you get around all the family to keep all the extendeds happy. It's a busy time, financially stressful perhaps, too many things on and far too many people visiting the mall all at once. And there's still so many carols to sing. For others still, it's a difficult time of the year as we remember loved ones that are no longer around the dinner table or perhaps memories of years gone by where we didn't have the pretty lights or much food on the table to share. And those carols, they just get stuck in your head. (laughs) Could be joyous, busy, or a difficult time, and often a combination of all three. A lot happens at the end of the year in this lead up to Christmas. Not just one Christmas thing, but so many moments. Things to prepare, to pack, to check, to get ready for the day, to get ready for that camping trip, to get ready for that one meal. It's all about leading up to a day, a meal, a gathering of people, a service, a moment in time, and then it'll be over. Busy, 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 stressful, worried, anxious, joyous, prepared, unprepared, and then it's New Year. But before all of that happens, the meal and the gathering on the day, there's quite a lot to prepare and get ready for. There's still lives to be led. There's still children to look after, family to go visit, jobs to keep going to. Our lives keep happening even in the preparation for this moment that's going to happen. How do you find yourself living this time of the year before Christmas? Well, over the next three weeks or next few weeks, uh, before Christmas, with a small gap for the Christmas production, which if you don't have in your calendar, the 17th of December is going to be a spectacular performance over at our La Vida campus, as some of the family here are in it as well, including yours truly. I am shepherd number two. <laughs> I was told it's the non-funny one. <laughs> I was like, watch. <laughs> but make sure that's in your calendar. But over the next few weeks leading up to Christmas, we're going to look at three characters of this Christmas story that we know so well. Mary, Joseph, and then the owner of the stable. Because when I think about these people, they're not just characters in the story that we tell year after year. They actually didn't know how the story was going to end because they were living it in real time as it happened. Sure, they might have known of some of the prophecies, heard the stories foretold by their ancestors and passed down through generations, many, many generations. Generations that together were hearing and telling the story of the coming Messiah and a God who loved the world and all of its people. One willing to sacrifice that which he loved so much, his only son, to restore relationship to God. In fact, 14 generations told the stories from Abraham to David. 14 more told the stories from David to the exile of Babylon. And then another 14 more until the birth of the Messiah, Jesus. You can read about all of those in Matthew chapter 1, but if you add all those up, that's 42 generations telling parts of the same restoring story of our God who was preparing the way for His Son, our Saviour. So I imagine when it comes to Mary and Joseph, there would have been a a knowing about these stories, but as two very normal people, how might they play a role in this coming Messiah? And so we meet Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. So when we first meet Mary here, we meet her as she's being greeted by the angel Gabriel. We find out that she's, from, she's in the town of Nazareth, in the town in Galilee. She's to be married and she's a virgin. Then the angel greets her, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. As Mary mentioned, what a way to say hello. What about good morning, I'm an angel, my name's Gabriel. That would have been, you know, at least introduce yourself. But Gabriel comes in with you who are highly favoured greetings. Well, What does it mean to be highly favoured? Favored to be favored by God does it simply mean that God has favorites and Mary was one of his favorites i don 't think that's quite what it means. Isaiah, back in the book of Isaiah, he puts it this way in isaiah sixty six verse two These are the ones I look on with favor those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word that 's what God was saying. These are the ones who I look on with favor those who are humble. And contrite in spirit, and who tremble at my word. Contrite is to be remorseful and in recognition of one's doing wrong, simply to be repentant. So, to have fa- favor with God, Mary was living a life of humility and with a contrite spirit, to live with recognition that she was not perfect, but was repentant of her sins and mistakes. Isaiah also says that God looks on favor to of her because she trembled at his word. See, this is how Mary lived. Before the angel appeared, before a miraculous conception, before the birth of the Messiah Jesus, before God had done that big noteworthy thing that we all remember about her, before she was visited by the angel, she had found favor with God. When we meet Mary... It could have been greeting you who are busy planning your wedding. Greetings you who work so diligently and are so respectful of others. But that's not what the angel said to her. But greetings you who are highly favoured. Greetings you who are humble. You who are contrite in spirit. You whom God is going to entrust with his son. Before the busyness of that season of the the census had come on her, before packing her hospital birth bag and the baby clothes for a long trip to Bethlehem, before she'd considered the meal prep so she could come home to some frozen meals, before before all of this happened, Mary had found favor, meaning she lived in a way that was humble and repentant to God. My question is: How does God find you? Does He find you humble? to show a modest estimate of your own importance. To be humble doesn't mean that we constantly put ourselves down, that we must shrug off every compliment that someone gives us to lessen ourselves in order to seem smaller than everyone else. It seems like that would be false humility. It's simply to keep in balance our actual importance. Because as children of God, you have great value and great worth. Jesus went to the cross for us, remember. To restore relationship with us that was once separated because of our choices, Jesus made a way. We are of great value and worth to God. In fact, Jesus tells a story in the New Testament about a man and a son, and the son runs away from the father, rejected the embrace of home, and ran off to experience the world. And yet Jesus says the father, a picture of God, sees us in our long walk from home and runs out to meet us, breaking so many of the social rules of the day to simply display his love for us. Even when we reject him, his love is, is more than enough his grace is more sufficient and he welcomes us home we are of great value so remaining humble was not simply to lessen oneself it is to have confidence in who you are and who god made you to be confidence in your in the value and worth you hold as a son and daughter of god but also recognize that we are just vessels We are just hands and feet. We are just one small part in the story of a loving God restoring a broken humanity to the perfect holiness of God. Humility is living that God gets the glory. Not what I can do, who I am, but who God is. The guide of our stories, the author of restoration and grace, the one who made a way. It's pointing people to the miracle-working power of God and the incredible sacrifice of Jesus for you and for me. As we get busy with the preparation of what is to come, of the season of busyness that we may find ourselves in, let us remain humble in our everyday. Keep perspective of our small part to play in this great story that God is unfolding in our lives and telling throughout history. It's our living before perhaps we do anything great for God that we can find favor in His eyes. And Mary lived repentant, aware of the sin in her life separating her from God. We can see in the passages afterwards where she's had Jesus and she's waited the allotted time, and as the custom was to do on how to do things, she waited the allotted time and went to present her sacrifices. To God, to make right right her relationship with God. She understood that stuff gets in the way. And even while living a humble life, she still knew human nature. We can get sidetracked from the things that really matter. She lived repentant. And this is how she found favour with God. How does God find you this time of year? And this leading up to Christmas, to this moment, to the meal, to the day, to the gathering of people. Does he find you humble and repentant? Would he greet you as as the angel did Mary? Greetings you who are highly favored. Mary was trusted with carrying, birthing and raising, along with Joseph, God's own son. Imagine being trusted, With the Son of God. The one who the scriptures tell us would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Son of the Most High. No pressure, Mary. And although at first she was confused and afraid about how this might even be possible, her response I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. You know, we can look at Mary's life and we can marvel. We can look back at all she did and just think how awesome and brave and courageous and humbled and obedient and willing she was to hear God's voice through the angel Gabriel and then respond, I am the Lord's servant. But just as Mary was entrusted with Jesus, you and I are also entrusted with Jesus. Not to carry him in our womb and raise him, but to carry his message of salvation to our neighbors, to our families and to the world. Always be ready, the Bible says, to give an answer and account for the hope that we have in you. What is that hope? That hope is Jesus, you have been entrusted with the message of salvation, the message of Jesus to take it out to all people, to your children, to your parents, to your siblings, to your neighbors, to the, whoever it is that you come into contact with throughout the day. John 15, 12, 13, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you, Jesus says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Philippians 2, 3, and 4, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. 1 John three sixteen and verse 18 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And the way we live our lives is so important. It's not in the how we live our lives and what we do that makes us saved. We know that. But being entrusted with the message of Jesus, how we live echoes what we can hear through Scripture. Time and time again, love people. In humility, serve others. Christ out laid down his life for us. Do the same. That's a big message for us to carry. As Mary was entrusted to carry Jesus in her womb and raise him, we're now entrusted with the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ. And this lead up to Christmas. In the busy, difficult, joyous, sad, stressful time leading up to just one day or a few weeks with family, how would the Lord find your heart? Would like Mary, he find you humble and repentant? Are we living that we could be greeted, you who are highly favored? And are we living that we share The message of the gospel, that message that we have been entrusted with. Let your word to us be fulfilled. Let us respond with yes. I am the Lord's servant. Let your word to me be fulfilled. Let's live a life that points people to the person of Jesus. even before a day, before the meal, before the moment, before everything else happens, before the great significant thing that God wants to do in us, if that's what he has planned and willed for our lives, in our everyday, in our workplace, around the dinner table with family and friends, over a coffee, in a work meeting, let us live that others would see Christ in us. Let's keep in perspective our place, our role, that which we, that part that we play in the great story that God is telling. Let's live humble lives, confident in who God made us to be, confident in our sonship and our belonging to God and aware of our part in this magnificent story. Let's live lives repentant and aware of our nature, that we must bring back to God to continue to restore us and make us more like Christ because his grace is all sufficient. I invite the band to come join me again. And then let us live like we have been entrusted with Jesus like Mary was because we have been. The message of salvation for every person, every tribe, every tongue, every age, every household a message for all people. John three sixteen and 17, a verse many of you will know well. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Would you stand with me if you're able this morning? Even as I started this morning by reading Psalm 23, not planned, not in my notes, but I really feel like even this time of year, as we get in the busyness, as we get full of all the things that we have to do, we can look that we're called be called to live humble, to live repenting, contrite in heart, to tremble at his word. And it can be easy to go, I'm, I'm just too busy. I've got things on. Who am I? Mary, well, she, she was awesome. She, of course she lived that life. Look, she raised the son of God. It's so easy to look and go, well, Mary was someone just like you and me. We can read this beginning of Psalm and go, who am I? I lack everything. But that's the great news is, God uses everyone. Doesn't matter who we are or what we've done, our experiences when we put our trust in Jesus, when we confess with our heart, when we confess with our mouth Jesus is the Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, you will be Saved, You are now part of the family, part of the army, taking the message of hope out to a world who so desperately needs it. And in the busyness of life, you have carved out time to come and worship, to come and spend time with the church family, to share time with morning tea, amen, to hear the word. So let's not waste this moment In the busyness of our lives, take this moment to recenter our lives on Christ. Lord, help me to live a humble life. Help me to spend time in your word and tremble at what you say. Help us to live repentant, contrite in spirit, to be aware of our own mistakes, but aware of your grace more than sufficient for us. To turn our hearts again heavenward, to worship him, And allow him to speak to us. That like Mary, if an angel turns up, would greet us, you who are highly favoured. And we would respond, I am your servant. Let your word to me be fulfilled. Let's worship God again.